in two days, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming March 14th, only on Disney+. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back to talk about Survivor AU, Australian Survivor, week number six as we uh, check in with our chief international Survivor correspondent who is busy covering all the Survivor around the world. It's Shannon Gus. Shannon, how are you? Rob, I'm here. I'm excited to be here, obviously. Always excited after a big week of Australian Survivor. And you're still hanging on, Rob. I'm yeah, so oh, we're going to make it. So we're going to get to the end you. of this thing. I'm very excited. I've never completed an Australian Survivor season in the real time uh, since the first one. And uh, this one is much better than that. So I am uh, very excited to be here. I've had a lot of fun doing these check-ins and we've gotten a really nice response from everybody who's enjoyed uh, hearing uh, this kind of podcast. And we are very lucky to have a guest here with us today to talk about it all. It's our great friend, your fellow drafter. It's Puyo Zambakili. Puyo, how are you? I am doing really, really well. I'm so happy I ended up checking out the show and catching up with the show, rather, about two weeks ago. It has been an incredible journey, and I'm honored to be here with y'all. Okay. Happy to be here. Well, happy to have you here to talk about everything going on through 18 episodes of a Survivor AU. And Shannon, let me just say that I am hearing from... Uh, in my like uh, private conversations, like um, for the, the U.S. Survivor players, like uh, we are, we are noticing the Australian Survivor, uh, yeah. and it is uh, people are very, uh, very intrigued with the Australian Survivor product. the The buzz is building. I completely agree. I mean, look at my guest list. It's a lot of U.S. people, but, you know, it's getting global recognition and we love to see it. And everyone's done so well. 18 episodes in five and a half weeks. We all did it. We did it together. And then next week, it's going to be two, two mm -hmm. weeks. So, two weeks. For, and yes. so how many episodes are left in the season? Six. Six. 24 Okay, episodes. so three yes. more weeks of two episodes a week. That is my understanding. Okay, personally. great. And we yeah. are at the, I could be wrong. And we are at the final it. seven right now. And so by your calculations, uh, do you see uh, there being multiple non-elimination episodes to come? I know that you probably uh, give a lot of thought to these things. Yeah, so if it's a final three, there are two more in six episodes, which is mm. my major concern going into the next week. And if it's a final two, then there's only one non-alum. So that would be amazing for a couple of different reasons. But yeah, two would be hard because you wonder then are they going to try to do what they've done before where they like do a non-alum type week where, okay, they might send like 
multiple people to an exile as an example, which is it sucks the life out of the show. And it's been such a frenetic season that is not slowing down. Mm-hmm. And even though I keep joking, like let's slow it down. No. Um, I no, I don't want I don't want that. This so pirate I, I'm ship hoping is that going full steam. George yes. is still out there. Haley is rising though. Uh, but this was a big week. Uh, we lost uh, the. I know it was a cruise ship. Uh, forget SS. This was uh, SSS. We lost Sam, <laughs> Shawnee, and Sean all in a row uh, this week. So uh, three big players went out of the game. We haven't heard from you this season. Uh, What's been your feeling here on Australian Survivor? And what's your history with the franchise? So my history with the franchise, when they brought it back, I want to say it was back in 2016. uh, I watched it from the jump. Big fan right out the gate. I rode that all the way to All-Stars and then I fell off for two seasons. Yeah, Yeah, two seasons back to back fell off. And then here I am once again, Uh, ready to go. And uh, I've been loving this season. I mean, I was hearing, okay, so here's the thing. I was hearing nothing but good things, but anytime anyone was like, you have to watch it. My answer was the same, which was, I do not know if I have time to watch three episodes a week and, and they're longer episodes. I don't know if I can commit like that. And then we got the best tribal of all time. And once that gets advertised to you, you get curious. You know what? I'll give it a shot. Why not? I was free one night, Started watching them, watched all eight episodes in the span of like 12 hours. So <laughs> caught up and now I'm watching them daily as they're coming out on time. So it's been it's been good there. And it is as good as advertised. I mean, here's my biggest thing for anyone who is curious about watching these shows. When a show has three episodes a week, it can be intimidating and it can feel like a lot. But when it's really good, you don't notice it that it's three times a week and you do not notice how long it, of a time you're spending on it. That's a good sign. And that's how I felt. It's gone by seamlessly this week, three episodes in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Don't even remember watching them. That's how quickly they went by for me. And I'm already mm-hmm. waiting for the next two episodes now. It's yeah. been great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I really have enjoyed uh, getting to watch the season. It's been uh, such a delight. And Shannon, I really feel like that there is room in my life for more international survivor at this point. And just on a personal note, I feel like that really the change for me, and I, I complain a lot about being on the East Coast as opposed to being on the West Coast where I could get all my podcasts done earlier and go to bed. Um, but because I am up in the morning, that's when I watch these shows. And so like those couple of hours when nobody's around for me to be doing podcasts with, that is like a a good time for me to be watching these international reality shows. So I feel like I have room in my heart for Survivor South Africa and, you know, all of the uh, international survivors to come. So, um, you know, maybe that's the biggest difference of just like being on the East Coast and trying to do this as opposed to uh, the times I've tried to do it on the West Coast. You were going to regret saying that, but I kind of love the idea. Maybe we should do like, maybe you should binge whole seasons and we should do like check-ins every so often Look, to see I how you're enjoying I am very them. open to uh, <laughs> potentially, uh, you know, looking back at uh, Brains versus Broad. But let's say that for the off season, okay. we still are very much active in this season. Yeah, uh, well, I'm like, okay, let's add to the work. No, no, but I think that, that that's a really fun idea. All right. 
Yeah. Ideas for, for the all of our ideas and podcasting schedule happens on the podcast, which yes. I feel is like okay, less like professional. We're like, let's do this all season. But Priya, I feel like your story is so relatable. Like that's what's been happening with everyone, right? Like they hear it mostly about that episode seven tribal council. And then everyone's been catching up in the space of a night. Like Rob, I know that you have referred to Russell Hans as Survivor Viagra, but that episode mm-hmm. seven tribal council, I don't know if we, if I can think of a moment that has pr- like prompted more people to check out, not, not just a season, but an entire franchise of the show like it's crazy george is a gateway drug i'm not sure exactly uh what <laughs> what that would be uh but it's getting people a lot of people hooked on australian survivor okay so also in addition to uh what we're doing if this is the first podcast that you're listening to about australian survivor this week you're doing it wrong go back and check out what shannon had to say with our great friend zach wurtenberger had a lot to say about three hours on that podcast plus also shannon had uh the exit interviews uh as well from this week that's in our survivor global feed rob is website.com slash uh global feed for all things that shannon is doing including her recaps of us survivor which somehow she is doing as well yeah i'm pretty tired i booked a vacation yesterday legitimately mm-hmm. i was like this is my, my most australian survivor vacation so yeah no but it, it's fun because it's been uh so great i'm so glad that everyone is loving it rob but, but people were mad this week are you angry too well, the, so i really do so i try to avoid australian survivor twitter so yeah. uh, so much and, and really it's uh, your colleague mike bloom uh really like from like the second uh, like uh is like the first american to be like tweeting He's about uh, each episode what am i supposed to mute him like how do i do this uh how do you so, get past me are you not following me like i'm tweeting in the moment <laughs> uh, Rob, i don't know i have the cheat code for you there are three franchises that i've muted the hashtag for and i've just accepted that i'm not going to be in the twitter discourse unless i manually go looking mm-hmm. for it but what a, yeah. it's yeah hashtag survivor au i've muted that hashtag i've not retweet. seen a single thing mm-hmm. which is great yeah you know i use a lot of lists and i think that that's uh what, what's screwing me up but mike's like posting okay, so like you're checking mike's more like than mine that's uh, i'm not checking it i think that maybe uh, maybe i've taken well, yeah i need to take mike off the list the feed wants you to see Mike more than me. But anyway, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all Mike's fault. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I am not unaware of the. But what are people mad about that Shawnee went? Oh, around? no, yeah. I mean, there was like a devastation. I mean, it was, and it was mostly, I think, fun. You know, people calling in sick to work. Shawnee is an icon. People were upset about it. But I think for me, that's why it had the impact. I mean, we could have kept rolling on. Um, as the vigilantes and we probably would have had fun with that because they mm-hmm. were such a fun group i mean it would have been like a kasaya type thing where okay maybe this is fun that it's a pagonging because a there are fun moments in that like the double idol fail and because we like them so much but you want a crack you want a, a fracture and a blind side like this a moment a rupert tragedy level moment like shawnee like for me as sad as it is and it is devastating like surely that's yeah. just like excellent television yeah the real disappointment for me was that george decided to take out shawnee and not Liz, because I kind of feel like that that if, um, look, and and if on on Amazing Race, uh, we've covered many seasons and, you know, uh, we talk about a lot of times there's like somebody who's like the star of the team and then they have a friend. And so that there was uh, from a couple seasons ago, there was D'Angelo Williams, uh, NFL player, and he was the, and he had a friend named Gary. And we talk about Gary and Gary. A lot. And to me, the, the, you know, with all due respect, Liz is the, you know, and Gary of shiz. Well, you're not on Survivor Twitter, clearly, because people adore Liz. They do? People, I mean, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, 
I mean, come on. Have you have you ever been on Twitter, Rob? Like in terms of the demographic, like Liz fits into that. But I think Liz is really fun. I just think no one's shoney. You know, mm-hmm. no one's going to be as entertaining as the first three-time Australian Survivor player. Like she's sure. going to be the star compared to almost anyone, probably. Yeah. What What does Liz's shirt "They Know" mean? What do they know? I don't know. Puya, do we? Do have- you know? Who knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I've been staring at it for so long, and I don't know. Well, it seems like George knows, if anything. George knows. Who knew? Um, but even like when Shawnee got voted out, like uh, George told her the thing and she just like sat there and stewed. I like what you said about stew. Uh, that, you know, <laughs> no reaction, nothing. Like rem- people, people love that she's rem- ice cold. I guess so. Remember, like, uh, you know, when Alex got voted out and Heidi and Jenna, like, they got all mad and, like, uh, you know, like, give it, give us something, Liz. Okay, this is a fun segment for US versus AU, the, the random podcast we do. I fill Rob in on what's going on on Australian Survivor Twitter. That Rob's only getting through Mike Bloom, and mm. no, people love Liz. No, I try I to, I try to speed through Mike Bloom because he's okay, uh, block Mike. Just he's block trying to Mike. Ruin the show for me. <laughs> yeah. All right, block him for the next three weeks. I'm sure he'll understand. But it's interesting that you say that. I think Liz is a really fun character. I think that there's like something fun in the fact that she's like the newbie who's learning from these other people. Like I've, I have like criticized some of the reads, but I enjoy the emotionality. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the rawness of that. Something people, again, and as we go back to the theme of the podcast, it's something people have criticized about us survivor that everyone's so tapped in that everyone's like, this is my dream forever. And I enjoy the passion, but there's something to be said about someone who kind of showed up here because she's an Olympian. I doubt is like a major fan of the show and is kind of learning it as she goes along and is letting us in on kind of those raw real vulnerable mm-hmm. moments yeah okay um Puya, what do you think do you want to get canceled by australian survivor twitter we're, do you i'm like getting canceled over there yeah you're never gonna, come yes, on literally so, so this is how what i the, took what the, rob said is. <laughs> this is how i took what rob said we love shawnee yeah it's not okay. that we hate Liz or he hates Liz and he I, hates I, Liz. It's not that he's saying that. I have it's just like if he has Liz. to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, then you're going to get canceled, Rob. Please stop. Please stop. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if, <laughs> if there has to be. Rail. See, my take was if there must be a crack, not this crack. That's really where I was at. I was like, I don't want this to be the crack. Sean, need to be the crack here. Uh, but unfortunately, that's the way it fell. Uh, but I will say, yeah, Liz's ice cold demeanor, pretty fun. I'm not mad at that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I And I do enjoy when a player who's clearly not a fan picks up the game and becomes passionate like a fan. I do enjoy that. I'm here for that. I'm here. I'm always here for a new person picking up and falling in love with the game right before our eyes. Yeah. So I'm not mad at that whatsoever. Before we talk about week six, can I go back and talk about something uh, in regards to week five that has to do with George Ooh. and Shiz and that conversation from, uh, I believe it was from the first episode from last week that something that I, you know, and I've come on and said, I don't know if George can win, but something that I was very impressed with George from last week that I forgot to mention on the podcast that I was kicking myself was that when George, George said, they, they know, uh, he said, um, that look, Flick's not with us. Flick's not with us. And they say, no, we're playing the idol for Flick. Like, he's like, uh, all right, let me get back to you. Went back. And then when it came back and they were like, uh, Flick's out, she's flipped back that I was so impressed with George that he did not immediately go into 
I told you. I told you it was going to happen. He didn't even. He's yeah. like, all right. Well, let's like, like, and I thought that was very impressive, but that he didn't like do the, I told you so in the victory lap and didn't make a whole big deal about it. So that was just something from week five that I was uh, super impressed with. Yeah. Well, that's what I've enjoyed about Liz. Like it wasn't that flick moment as bad as I thought the read was. How burned she felt by that. I kind of feel like you wouldn't get it necessarily from a three-time play. I mean, Shawnee, I think, felt burned, but but Liz was almost like a gas, like what we made deals and plans and you know and I thought that there was like a, a realness to that and and it's something again you might not get as much in US Survivor where this you know well not that we haven't had like possibly some bitterness but it was kind of like the, 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 how it dawned on mm-hmm. her um, with some of that lack of understanding and how she came to know it that I think is an interesting element that again we don't necessarily get as much elsewhere but I'm, I want to talk about this as we talk about week six because I didn't get to talk about the edit as much in the recap and I wanted to talk about it because um the confessional charts are wild and they're out. And I have them here in two great confessional charts. I have Survivor Fan, Sam has the numbers, and I have the times. Dan Ohm puts out these amazing, beautiful charts with actually the, the timing of the confessionals, which I think is really valuable for like Australian how many Survivor. seconds? Yeah, or minutes or hours. Oh, wow. It's George, possibly. Um, <laughs> and I think that's really, really relevant for Australian Survivor, particularly because not all confessionals are created equal. Are you getting a 20-second reward explainer or are you telling me your life story and it's five minutes? So do you guys want to play a game do you want to guess like what, what where do you want to go with yeah this? sure i think it might be tough to yeah. guess the minutes uh, yeah, or the, the minutes it might, is, maybe uh, it might be in terms like of like making, it, making it a game yeah but like puya and i should take turns and then the other person will say if they're over higher or, or lower, higher yes. or lower. Yeah. Very um, fun. but we do this on the podcast this Shannon, is the production meetings are happening on the podcast yes great. so <laughs> how indicative of even jeff probes will, uh, has said uh a lot recently there's no such thing as a winner's edit on survivor he laughs when people say there's a, there, there's a winner's ed, uh, edit it doesn't exist yeah. um Fair. if the one season of australian survivor that i have seen from top to bottom uh the winner did not get a lot of confessions uh so well, she actually did I think we just overlooked it. Chrissy got more than you would, than you would um, probably think. But also to be fair, you know, it's not the same as us survivor where there's a finale with six people and then it -hmm. all happens, you know, like now there's there's seven people left. We're going to get down to it. They're all going to get a lot now. So it kind of moves up towards the back. But I mean, Chrissy was her own thing in terms of that being shocking. And also in in fairness, based off of the last couple of seasons of us survivor, us survivor uh, might have had a winner's edit and deleted it. Um, based off <laughs> of the way they've edited some of the winners. So, okay. I just wanted to know if we come up with somebody like whoever's last place from this list, is that like disqualifying? That person's not going to win the the show, the people that are like the bottom two? Usually, yes. I mean, I think that Australian Survivor, it goes back and forth, but I think definitely recently, like, I don't know that I was expecting someone like Shane Gould, but the last few seasons have been like, I think very telegraphed. They've lent heavily on it. Even like more under the radar winners who are great under the radar winners have been like, they have to tell you and they have to have nicknames. They have to do the Australian Survivor thing where they will push that for a winner. And it is, I think, I mean, I was, I was quite surprised for a lot of the last season, I think I might've been quite alone in that. I think other people saw it more, but Mm -hmm. they they, they usually will push it quite a lot more. I think this edit to me has been different. I think it's been, we'll talk about when we do the game, the charts, but I've said it's more comprehensive. I feel like I know everyone compared to last season. There were major big game players that were completely invisible and that ruled them out of winner contention for me because they should have had a lot more. Um, This time, like we'll we'll look at, yeah, the numbers on it, Mm -hmm. but I think like, I think we have a good sense of pretty much everyone at this point. I mean, from without looking at the charts, because I think this is what's important without like getting the stats of it. Do you feel like, you know, everyone, do you feel like edit wise, anyone could, could win this, assuming it could be a final, 
final two from a game perspective? So I feel like that the one person that would be the least likely uh, to do it would be Matt. I think that Matt yeah. has a, had really very little story. Oh, we story. know Matt now. Um, I guess we know was, him now, but I think yeah. that he would be. And, and I do feel like that Jerry has gotten uh, lost in the sauce uh, really uh, since uh, <laughs> post-merch. But he has had stuff. I mean, Jerry has got even like in two first... introductory packages, talked about his family, his son that he lost. He's, mm-hmm. he's been there. Yeah. He's Papa, been there. Papa, the yeah. man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Pop. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I think for me, like from an edit perspective, I don't know that I would rule anyone out of contention. For, in, in its most basic iteration of Australian Survivor, like, yeah, the people at the very top are the people you'd look at. But I don't know. I, that's why I wanted to play this game and do and talk about the charts. Because okay. I feel like the, the edit is beyond the charts a little bit. For beyond me. the charts. Okay. And Shannon, could you give us a baseline? Could you give us Sean's <laughs> no, stats? Okay, the baseline. So Sean, okay, on the numbers, Sean left on 52 confessionals. 52 confessionals and, and how many minutes and seconds? And Sean had, and I've got flip, flipping between charts, yeah, 10 minutes and 51 seconds. Wow, okay. So that's our baseline. That's our sort of like control. And that actually is yeah. a good, like, yeah, okay. that, it, that was a good baseline. Okay. All, All right. right. Let's, let's, what about, okay, so what are we doing, George? Okay. All right, uh, let's save George. Number of let's possession. save George. Okay, let's okay. save George. Let's, okay, what about let's do let's do Liz. Okay, all right, Puya, you're gonna set the. Are we are we doing the the minute or the number of confessionals? Let's do the number. Let's do the number. The, the number of the confe- number, number minute of, is hard. Yeah, the let's number do the number of confessionals. Yeah. I'm be interested. All right, to okay. about the minutes, so Sean at fifty two. I want to say more, but I think I'm going to be wrong there. I'm going to say forty. No, forty one. For Liz. Yes. What are you? Where are you going? I'll, I'll say higher than that. I think that she had uh, a, probably had a lot when she went with Jordy to go to uh, be with the uh, the super villain. So I'll say higher. She has eighteen. I'm so glad we're playing this oh. game. See, that's and that's but that's but that's exactly that's exactly the point I'm trying to make. This game is already paying dividends. So glad we just decided to do it. That's my point, is that, firstly, that's crazy. She had two confessionals in the first nine episodes before the whole supervillain stuff. But that's what I'm saying, is we feel like we know her way more than 18 confessionals, right? I don't see Liz as the winner here. I like. I think you could make the case of like, oh well, she could have. Okay, Shawnee went out, and she could be on this Natalie Anderson revenge Mike did tour. Tweet that. Yeah, I, I did <laughs> not saw. get that from her in episode eighteen. That she is on the verge of. I I will avenge you, Shawnee. Yeah, I mean, she said it, but her actions probably spoke a little louder than mm-hmm. words. In terms it's like, of the fact I, that I can't wait to have some Margies with you at Ponderosa. <laughs> yeah but isn't that so interesting so in terms of minutes liz has seven minutes and 32 seconds which is more than some people who have more confessionals so she has like that that was like like sean is only three minutes more than that right three times as many so you know what i'm saying i feel like this is what i this is what i'm trying to say is i feel like the the confessional charts are important they they, obviously will like they're very uneven we'll see and people on australian survivor twitter are mad about it but i do feel like this season is the most show don't tell we've ever had like we've had other more probably more boring feelings and definitely the way they've edited it where it's like a lot of constructing frankenbitten confessionals to kind of tell you what's going on because they want everyone to kind of know where we're at in case we're off getting dinner but i feel like because maybe maybe the editing style which i think has been better and also because there's so much action it's never felt like it's dragging we get so much content in the moment we get fun camp life we get great statements like even matt had at um 
at, at tribal council, we get fun challenge moments. So I think, and also because of this cast, everyone's like making their mark in their own way. Mm-hmm. So I think we're seeing how much more we might know someone than than 18 confessionals. Because yeah. I, I feel like that's not indicative of, of how much we know Liz. Okay. All right, let's keep going. Fun game. This yes. is already this okay. is already great. What about um, Nina? Okay, I'll set the number for Nina. Nina had, and maybe we should like talk about the players also as well as we, yeah. Yeah. As we go through this. How so. fun is this? T- <laughs> just yeah, creating really, the podcast. Oh, this Nina, Nina had such an interesting week yeah. that Nina had such a down week on the vote where ultimately where Sam went home, where she really, you know, uh, she, again, it was the whole week was up and down. She found, she found an idol. She mm-hmm. did it. Uh, and, and it was like, okay, great. When Nina found an idol for the first time, and then she gets taught and she gets brought in and Haley says, okay, here's the thing. Play it on Sam. Okay. This is the thing. George is going to go home and this is going to be a great moment. And then Nina, uh, doesn't, nobody believes her at ju- at just like her mom. And then, <laughs> but then she stands up and says, I'm going to play this for me. Just like her mom mm-hmm. played one at the final mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When two yeah. idols got played no. to different effect. Yeah. Her mom says, I play this for anybody but me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so then, but then Nina wins a challenge uh, and then wins, exactly. wins, wins the immunity challenge. Uh, so that's great. And she's right there at the final seven and Nina, her stock is rising. I don't know if she's the winner, but she's in a much better spot coming into week seven than she was going into week six. So, uh, her confessionals, I think she has gotten a lot. And I think she's actually very good in the confessionals also. So I, I'll say that she's prob- more than Liz. I'll say she's at 24 confessionals. Literally was thinking the exact number, Rob, but that'd not be fun if I said same. So let's go higher, low here. That's the rules. I'll go higher. I'll go. So let's say it's 26. So I'll go higher. Yeah, Nina is great in the confessionals. I feel like she's always had, she's always, she comes across very genuine. I feel like she'd be someone that's hard to frankenbite because she'll kind of like take you on her thought process. And I feel like you get to know her a lot as well. Nina has 22 confessionals. Mm, okay, and, yeah. and in terms of minutes, five minutes and 58 seconds. So, you know, yeah, less than, <laughs> than Liz. The, I feel like, Rob, the mistake was asking for Sean's numbers. I feel like Sean's numbers messed with us here. That they was were a high inflated. number. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Puya, what have you thought of Nina? Because I feel like that's also been a big thing. I mean, we talk about the episode seven tribal council, hundred percent and George and everything that he's been bringing and bringing people over. But I do feel there is always the intrigue in like Sandra's daughter being on this other survivor show. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? I, like I mentioned, there's two seasons that I don't have in my, in my archives, know, in my encyclopedia. So yeah. It, it, <laughs> hers happens to be one of them. Uh, and, and when it comes to Nina, I'm very much loving what I'm seeing. I'm, I, you know, I love the idea that you get brought into the show as a hero when your mom was the villain, but you're not, you're not, you know, it's not above you to be villainous. I love that. I've enjoyed how she's kind of been, I think Rob's a hundred percent on the money here. It started bad, right? First, idol great then idol gone bad then now you know you could look at it as like okay well you're you're losing allies left and right but she's been recruited and i feel like that's a good spot for her to be in right now i feel like if there's another upsetting of the apple cart i can see nina still being on the right side of that when it when that happens or if that happens and i see a path for her i do see a path for her now do i see her winning the whole thing I don't know, Shannon, because I don't know how is there any validity to 
um, staying like Australia OG in that we don't want someone who's oh, not Australian winning. It's actually something I've not thought of since maybe Russell, because Australia hated Russell as well, a country. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't accept him yourself. I don't think so with Nina. I mean, I feel like what we've seen is that she has had the relationships like now with Sean and Sam and Flick mm-hmm. and David gone, like that would be the spot, right? Where she comes in with like yeah. jury relationships. So, I mean, I, I I don't think with Nina that that would, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a thing for like me, but I I, I can't really imagine that as much. Um, she has so, a yeah, lot I don't of friends know. on the jury yeah. so far. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, isn't that like kind of like her mother? I mean, I hate to compare it to Sandra all the time because I'm sure living in Sandra's <laughs> shadow as a survivor player now is its own thing. But these are the parts of Nina's game that I'm, enjoying is that is that scrappiness that we're seeing now i mean before she was kind of like in these majorities in these groups she almost pulled off the blind side of Haley. but now i think we're seeing what sandra did well in her two winning seasons you know she rallied after losses after friends got voted out like that you know she was scrappy she's like throwing simon under the bus she comes there's a secret scene she's like i don't care i'm gonna throw him under the bus even though he was flipping to be with her we see that on the show as well so there are parts of that and then just doing what you can to make those relationships and connections. So if, if we see it, I think we would see it in like a Sandra Wynn kind of vein, well, wouldn't we? Like the longevity of that. That being said, though, it did seem like that she did. And I said that she was going into this week in a better spot than she was last week. However, yeah, she was kind of framed at that last yeah. at that last vote. So she like on her own action, she did. She did well. But George walks out of that last tribal council like, oh, Nina, that idiot can't believe it. Like, uh, Haley, can you believe some people around here? She's like, he's like, I knew it. I have such a good read. She's like, oh, you, you of course you do, George. Uh, does George walk out of the tribal council of like, OK, I got to fix Nina now. I thought I could trust her. And now Nina has to be the next person to go at seven. Like I could see where George erroneously is going for Nina at the next tribal council. Yeah, that is true. And that could be it. What I'm hoping for like the majority of this tribe for for their sake, for their games and for Haley is that she's using that to take out George. So like, I think Nina has been an asset to George that he's invested in. um, And I think that she's gone with that as well. But I think if if Haley's intentionally driving that divide, Nina feels put out by George feels on the outs by George um, and feels that separation. Haley pulls her over even though there's been, that's what I'm concerned about. I don't know if Haley can do it because I think there's been such a separation in their games. Nina literally tried to vote Haley out and we see how much that that played out in the first tribal council of this week, that lack of trust. But if it's pulling Nina over, let her be the, the target for George. Let that be the focus. Let that be the scapegoat. And then we'll come while he's distracted yeah. by that. And, and we'll use her to get rid of George. Like and, that could be the play. You know, it hasn't really been talked about on the show, but I am curious, of course, you know, Nina knows her mom's legacy and ultimately knows the story of the original heroes versus villains. So she well. did say that Sandra had played five or six times. She, <laughs> but, but I think that the Island <laughs> of the, of the Idols. idols. Like, yeah, fair enough. Like, I agree. I, I agree like, with you. That, that is a good question. <laughs> so, um, she knows that legacy. She knows that story. And she knows how did my mom win heroes versus villains she sat next to russell that everybody Mm -hmm. hated and nina does seem to i feel like have warm feelings towards george like she has never been a person to be like you know what screw george she's almost like you gotta give the guy his credit you gotta give him his credit does she see her path to victory potentially being 
the person with the most friends who sits next to the person with the most enemies at the end of the game and exactly like her mom in this in the season with the Chills. same name. Chills, I can't. No. I mean, really? I think that would be a mistake, though, because George isn't Russell, as we've spoken about. George isn't Russell, but for for Nina, if you're out there... If she's drawing parallels, yeah. 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 She wants it for the poetry of Australian Survivor Twitter. I don't think for the poetry of the... What would be poetic? But I wonder if if she is looking at, like, what what is my path to victory... And know and knowing that story, is that possible that she sees herself as potentially going to the end with George? See, my thing is that Nina's not really the Sandra. Like Sandra's been compared more to like the Haley. Haley was mm-hmm. giving the information that wasn't believed. Haley's the winner. It's like which one is Sandra? The twine or the winner that came onto the season? Um, I I don't think that's Nina's path because I think she'd beat almost any probably anyone. But George, if there are relationships there, she'd be in a really good spot. But George, I feel like, has this lockdown from a jury perspective, and that's all we hear. She says it. Everyone says it. They, again, it could be gameplay, but they're all saying it. I think Nina's more in, like, a the hero spot, why they so badly wanted to take out Rupert, Colby, people who we hadn't, you know, necessarily seen as playing as much a dominant game, but we're going to have these hero allies on the jury. Um but yeah, I don't know that there was really a George who hadn't pissed off as many people as someone like Russell, but had dominated the game, um, who was like a bigger threat. So I think that Nina needs to be, so it's not a perfect parallel, but she, I think that she needs to be in the, in the spot of sitting next to everyone but the person <laughs> that everyone's saying would win and then relying on those relationships, much like the, the heroes did once upon a time, not her mother. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Shannon, who do you want to talk about next in terms of how much we've seen them in the edit? Loving the game. Yes. All right. Let's see. Uh, I don't know if I'm not, I'm going randomly, obviously. Let's do, let's do Simon. Uh, well, starting with Simon, I, I thought this was very interesting. Okay, of course, he had a big episode in episode 18, and we saw sort of, again, in true Simon fashion this season, the highs and the lows. Mostly there was mention lows. of the car curse in this episode, <laughs> and he did he did win the car. Shannon, how much of a thing is the car curse in Australian Survivor? Well, the well, yeah, I mean, it exists in Australian Survivor. The carcass has kind of been broken globally. Um, not that it, not that Simon might have known that based on what was airing at the time, but yeah, in Australian Survivor it exists. In US Survivor it exists, and like that was a cute fandom moment I felt for Simon to call that out on the show. Um, and it was amazing that he won a car. I think that was the main high: being left out of all the votes, flipping to a minority, being. <laughs> Again, punching mm-hmm. bag of the season. Not as much, but I'm really happy that he got a car out of this. He d- he deserves it. Can he trade in that car for like the emotional damages that he's going to need help he with? He had a good run that I really thought that there was a shot where I kind of thought he was making it through that tribal council in episode 18. And I just felt like that Simon has had like some degree of like main character energy, obviously not, not compared to George, but he's been so at the center of everything. And I do feel like that in a lot of ways, this season was his story and I kind of was like in the back of my mind thinking like okay you know if George goes out and then you know Haley uh, you know wants to wants to keep him around um like I I do feel like that he has a he has a, a a shot at this thing yeah I would if I if I may put a comparison out there see if it fits I'll throw it on see if it fits okay um, he's kind of Simon is kind of the Jon Snow yes, in the story to point. me. Yeah, I right? need the comparisons to be heroes versus villains related because it's mm-hmm. mature. I know. I mean, I've seen Game of Thrones. Don't cancel me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, um, you know, like you said, main character energy, but never quite center stage, and still is vital to the story, but. You meet him, you're like, okay, he's going to be a big part of it. Then he kind of gets thrown to the wayside, kind of gets thrown over to the to the Night's Watch, if you will, a.k.a. the bottom of the pile. And slowly but surely, other people may be uh, disappearing. He's still there, and maybe he gets to take a shot when, when he may. Uh, but it's been wild to me because Simon's also someone I've not met before. So it's my first time watching him. And, and to watch him just be on this struggle bus for so long yeah. and then still be here and still be talked about episode 18 is nuts. I've kind of written him off about, what, 10 episodes ago? Like, it's been a minute. So yeah. to, to still have him be here. And I do think in a in a very wild way, if he finds his way to the final two, yeah. outside of being next to a George, I think he can he can make his way for a win, okay. maybe. If we were drafting the players in the game, okay? We're going to do think, that too now. We're going to do that oh too? God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think I would go George uh, one, Haley two, and Simon mm-hmm. three for the winner. Well, I, I have some news on this that I that I worked out that I just found right before the podcast. Yes. There, there were some outlets that were out at Jury Villa talking to um, the players and they put out interviews with them from Jury Villa. Um, and people feel warmly towards Simon of the jurors that are there, warmer than you'd think, kind of rooting for him in the same way you would root for a puppy. 
And I guess it makes sense. We keep calling him a puppy. So like people like him. He's that makes sense. He's not spirited. I don't, I no. don't think he said a bad word about anybody in the season Probably outside George, of George. Little, yeah, yeah, but, but to, <laughs> the, the, person, the person that yeah. you other people would say mean-spirited things about and the person that you know is saying mean-spirited things uh, about yeah, yeah, the no, other 100%. people. So like, I, I think that he really does have very much like underdog energy and if he gets to the end you know like it may be in a way that owen in u.s survivor was not able to like really sell the jury on of like you know i never stopped trying uh and that was an interesting conversation that got brought up at that episode 18 tribal council yeah i mean how can you not feel for him when he, he wins the car and he's like this is more than i earn i mean that that i think is a really beautiful moment. So yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it, but I agree. Like it, it can't be his story as much. The narrative is, I think already one of the best narratives in global survivor history, but he's not controlling things. So like the things that the things are happening around him, separate to him, it's like, he's got this plan with George and then they vote out Shawnee. And he's like, that is so different to what I was doing, but he has these side quests. And because mm. he's Simon and he's still a hugely important character, the side quests are important. So yeah. Oh, he's been so much fun. Okay. Time. But now we have to give a number yes. of his confessionals. Where, what are we up to? I feel like John and Kalish, all the numbers and the math, it's difficult. 34. 34. 34. 34. I'm going to take the over and I'm going to take the way over. How much over, Rob? Give me a number. Uh, if I'll you're say so that. I mean, if Sean had what, 54? Like, uh, Sean think, had 52. 52. Uh, I feel like that. Um, I'll say Simon is at like 60. Simon has 75 confessionals. Ooh, and in cooking. terms of time, 19 minutes and eight seconds. Damn, that's bodying Sean. Huge character. Yeah. Mm -hmm, like, yeah. I'm telling you, there's no, I shouldn't have given you Sean because there's no objective metric for these charts. Yeah, but like, Simon was just <laughs> at the center of every, you know, he was, yeah. he was in the storyline in the beginning of the season in the villains and going and going head to head with George and everything that was going on there. And, you know, Jordy like going behind his back and then he went to the super villains and then he had everything with the cookie idol and everything that was going on there. And then he's been such a focus, like at the merge also and what he's thinking and everybody's going to dupe him and whether or not he would go back. So he has been very much like at, at the center of everything and has like really like has not had any port in the storm has just been sort of just blown all <laughs> over the place, but he's still there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And yeah, the big thing for me is that whether he has been in the, in the majority, he's been the focal point when he's been in the minority, he's been in the focal point in this merge stage. He's kind of been alone. So it's like, we're getting, all right, here's what the, what the spice girls are figuring out. Here's what the heroes are doing. And Simon's also here, but then Simon gets to funnel all that team Simon on himself while everyone's splitting the hero confessionals and the villain confessionals. So it kind of makes sense now that we're talking about it. This is one of the weakest games for me um, of anything is guessing numbers like this. So I feel bad for you. I, I, um, it's only I feel like I gave it a, a, a bit yeah. away with my reaction. Oh, someone's keeping score. Okay, great. Yes. You're on two, Rob. And okay, great. So yes. someone's doing that. Um, I'm on the scoreboard. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, I, yes. I, I was, I gave that away. I need to get my face better. But I will say with um, Simon and George, 
the dynamic I think of and with more separation because the, the other people work together more, but like Tony and Spencer, like, I don't know if I've spoken about this, but do we get it? Like, like Tony's controlling everything, the big George character. And then it's like Spencer was the underdog who would like feel everything to a thousand, the highs, the lows, you feel it with him. And they had this like cat and mouse kind of dynamic with again, more collaboration probably other than the merge vigilante stuff, which was so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's the closest. Comparison. I can see the George calling him the young lad, Spencer, uh, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He calls himself the old, the old boys he's like he's younger than simon but maybe an old soul mm-hmm. all right who else who do we want to, what do we want to do should we go with um matt mm, okay this is uh i'm setting the number here on matt, yes matt confessionals uh i it's gonna be low um yes and so i am going to say that matt has 11 confessionals this season I was going to say, if Liz is sitting at 18, he has no business getting more than 18. 11 is a good number. I'll take the over because it could be a little bit more here, but I'll go with that. Yeah, Matt's kind of just been there for me. Like, I know that Shannon, I think Shannon, first of all, is so good at this because she's giving everyone their flowers, giving them some steak in here. Whereas I'm coming, I'm like, is there steak to be had here? Or I still feel like the least from Matt, probably like yeah. Matt and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I still so, think you never know if it's a final two, they go to a final yeah. three with George. I see that. I definitely see the pathway. Mm. Let alone the 14. Edit. Well, you don't have to give it. Well, okay. so, so, you're, like you're saying yeah. higher. You're saying higher. Higher. So Matt has 19 more than that Liz. Is one criminal. more than Liz. So that's, are you, were you sure it was 2-1? Well, it's 2 all now. Yes. Um, okay. And in time, so so Liz on 18 had seven minutes and 32 seconds. Matt on 19 has three minutes, 56 seconds. Yeah. So again, that's what, that's oh, what wow. it is. The that only thing to what I will say about is that the, the thing that I do find uh, entertaining about him is that he flipped against the heroes like for no reason and flipped like so hard against them, like almost like Natalie Bolton levels of that he <laughs> just like despises them and wants to like floss his teeth with their jugulars for no reason. They did literally <laughs> nothing to this man, right? Yeah, they, well, he's just, he's like, I think they're a bad influence on him. Like he's like being peer pressured. Yeah, I mean, he's the one who. Like that's what the worry we've had with him for a jury is like who can blame Jerry or Haley who was they were trying they voted out those people tried to non limbs you know or Jerry was a split every time um, Simon who can blame Simon but Matt it kind of feels like mm-hmm. that from the exits they were surprised by that they were like we were throwing challenges to like help them but he didn't come over so it, it is interesting because when we talked about like Stevie versus Matt to be kept by George we thought well Stevie's so loyal and I, I believe that to be true it's like well Matt. Matt could be, maybe, maybe he will be loyal. And then he, he really was like, he stuck with them and the amount of loyalty he's shown since is Stevie-esque. Like he, they, they're coming to him at rewards. He's like, no, they, they're targeting him for being such a closed book for how much of like an mm-hmm. asset he's he been to George. He only wants to work with George and Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Like that loyalty is immense. Well, maybe he's a huge Seinfeld fan. Have people <laughs> yeah. about George that? and Jerry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just wants to go to the diner with George and Jerry. Oh, is he Elaine or Kramer? He's Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Too old. Too old. So we have Lovely. on that, much like the confessional chats. Um, not as much. Well, he has more than we think. What? Okay. Should we do? So we've got who? Who we have? We have Jerry, Haley, and George. Let's end on Haley and George. Let's do Jerry. Hmm. Huh. 
Okay, Jerry's interesting because I feel like we've gotten a lot from him. I mean, significantly more than Matt, I would say. And and Jerry was a big part of the initial defecting on the show. Uh, I feel like he's been a lot more quiet now that we've gone to this portion of the game. So I would give him like a cheeky 25. Yeah, that's a pretty good number for Jerry. Uh, what is yeah. a cheeky 25? It's like a 24, but a little more, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to say higher. And I'm going to say that I think that the Jerry number might be a little inflated over that there was like a whole like Jerry storyline in the season. Mm. So he's going to have like his regular like one or two an episode. But then at the time where he was like sent to go and be the spy, he probably like got a bump for like, you know, you know, three or four in those episodes. So I'll say higher than 25, but I think it's close. He did get content over that time. He did get a bump around that and definitely around um, the swap. But no, Jerry has the fewest confessionals in the game. He has 16 confessionals. And he has had two See, confessionals put, put, in the last the nine game, episodes. Well, yeah, I better, I better help with that. I'm, I'm really Jordan Kalishing this. Three to He's two. Had two he had so the last nine episodes four zeros a two and four zeros again so that you know He's after we got a lot of that content post merge yeah but then but then again you, you know matt has more but then matt, like jerry has five minutes and 26 seconds a minute and a half yeah. more so it's again about because i think like it, it also is like when when do we get them like we got to know jerry he was a big part of how we understood the heroes dynamics then the swap and now like we know where he sits he's with george do yeah. we need to hear about it? Like, we know what's going on with Jerry. You know, you know? <laughs> also, Shannon, the ge- it's a long game. Jerry's 62. Like, he could also be fading. You know, the, these people sometimes, like, they have, like, a ton of energy or, like, you know, more energy and they're more, like, lively in the confessionals. And, uh, that you know, that's also a thing in these long seasons. I mean, you say that. That's like me on any given day. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, it's amazing how how well he's done. So, yeah, he he has the you know, Butch the wasn't the same guy on day thirty seven that he was on day one. <laughs> yeah, Jerry has less than Stevie. Stevie had seventeen. Ben Ben had seventeen. Um, and I do think he's been like he's obviously been quite important to George. But we we do see an Australian survivor, and this is a big thing with Liz as well. Is that if you pair up with a bigger character, Australian survivor will go to the confessional for the bigger character like a hundred percent of the time. They won't be like, ah, oh, that's mm-hmm. seventy thirty. That they're like, they, if they want to hear from Shawnee over Liz, that was probably what really doomed Liz's confessionals. Like they're going to go to Shawnee unless they're separated by a tribe swap, you know. So. That's an important thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we do, should we go to, to our king and queen? Should we do Haley and then king Jordan? And queen set up for a big showdown next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do Haley. <sighs> okay. So um, it's my turn to set the number for Haley and what a fun game we've had. Okay. Let it's me coming down to the wire too. Yeah, what a I fun know. and exciting well, game. It's, it's Aust- everything Australian survivor <laughs> is coming up uh, aces in 2023. I will say, and I'll, I'll give you my number, and then we could talk through my reasoning. Um, I okay, will but say, no pressure, but you do need to get this to, to be in the game. Still, yes. So. Okay. I will say that the number for Haley is 38. I don't think that's enough. I don't. But also, I'm not good at this, and I'm in the lead. So it's pressure. Um, and I feel like, oh, you're you're in such a good spot, Rob, because with George, whatever I say, you can say higher and probably get it. It's tough. It's tough. All right. You said 35? I said 38. 38. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, Haley 
has had a very interesting journey from the beginning. There's a lot of eyes on her because and, and a lot of content on her coming in as a returning winner, trying to go, you know, trying to go two for two here. Uh, but also every time George was trying to get information funneled over to the heroes, it was through Haley. So every time George got a confessional, Haley got a confessional. And then Haley has been a part of a lot of the plans to defect, to do this, to do that, then does the flip. I think it's more. I'm just going to go more here. It has to be more. I'll be floored if it isn't more. Yes. Puya, you have won the game, which is, which is fun. Um, yeah. Haley has 55 confessionals in the rogue boot alone. She got 13 confessionals in the last Oof. episode. She got 10 Australian survival. will also do that. Confessionals in the rogue Australian, boot. Australian survival will do like zero confessionals for someone for 12 episodes and then give them like 14 confessionals. I thought really that I was under counting the, the pre-merge. I felt like that she did not have a ton going on there. I felt like there were times that she was very quiet in the beginning. There were four zeros. Yeah, Yeah. there were, I mean, well, no, yeah. So there she did, and there, but that's what it was. And she would get a spike. Um, she's had a couple of spikes in minutes. She, is on 11 minutes and 59 seconds. So it, 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 there's a lot there as well. Um, I think, yeah, maybe because it's been kind of in that subtlety, it gets a little missed, um, like how much she's been a part of of everything. I think the, the Haley factor for me is interesting because I've been talking to some people who are watching some like family members who like Puya maybe didn't see her season. Um, and I think if it's such a different game to her first game, it's, it's so much more subtle than her first game. And Haley comes across like a very subtle person. She speaks so calmly. She's like this really considered person. She played a huge game her first time around. And I think if you know her and know that you're probably looking out for it a little more than that. And if you don't, maybe she does slip under the radar a little bit, even in our estimations as an audience. Okay. So for Haley, now she has the, you know, big move this week. Okay. Uh, and I guess, I don't know, has this been talked about sort of like shades of Natalie Anderson in that the. So much Natalie Anderson. So much the Natalie moment, Anderson. The revenge in, in and the, the changing of the well, split. The cha- yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, the changing of the vote to Alec Christie instead of Keith Nail so that she could work with uh, Keith Nail. And so with this final seven now, we have Jerry and uh, Matt who are not going to flip against George. So mm-hmm. she needs to like sort of like uh, get the uh, like four of a kind here of that. Can she get for the at the next vote herself, Nina, Liz and Simon all to vote the same way? Feels doable. Yeah. It feels doable. It does. I'm I'm I'm. I'm- I'm not sold on Nina. That's the one for me. I think it's going to come down to how this fracture manifests. And and Mm -hmm. if that's it, if she can get Nina over for that, then that is like an underratedly incredible move, I feel. Because I just feel like George has put so much work into Nina. If she can undo that, I think that's massive. I don't know where Nina will go. I'm worried about the Nina-Haley relationship, given that Mm -hmm. what it is, is we saw very little between them. Then she tries to blindside Haley. Then Haley flips on them, gives her information. It's not believed. Where are we going with this, um, you know? So there was talk on this very podcast, Shannon, you mentioned that, you know, some people see, uh, sorry, Haley as the Sandra. Then we've got the actual twine as the Sandra. And then Rob mentioned that potentially, you know, seeing uh, George as the Russell. Is there a world where Nina sees shades of her own mom in Haley? And that's why she's like, I can't let her get far. 
because she could win twice. And I don't want that. I don't think that's that's a good choice. Oh, I mean, that, she did. Yeah. So I, I would say I do not think that she looks at at uh, Haley like uh, her mom, it, with the exception until you said two time winner. And mm-hmm. could that's Sandra the main said, one. Like, listen, 100 percent baby girl. You know, I don't know how to say how Sandra talks to Nina. Uh, <laughs> nobody. You don't let anybody yes, win wrong. twice. Yeah. This is it. This 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 is it. this is a revelation. I love Sandra with my whole heart, but I've also seen her go out and be like, oh, I'm gonna vote out all the women because I don't want another queen. I'd rather have a king than a queen. Um, she's protective over the title, and 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 Haley is our Australian survivor queen. That and that so yeah. I kind of feel like if Sandra knew Haley was playing, she'd be like, Nina, whatever you do, yeah. you're not letting Haley get even near the end. Yes. And maybe that's why she tried to blindside her. I, I don't think she something. sees the poetry there. I think that she does that. But Haley was going to win twice. No, not on my watch. Yeah, we need to keep that winner pulled down. Another winner winning again in a field of not all winners. Yes. No, we do that once globally, ever. It was improbable <laughs> the first time. Mm-hmm. I think you might... Have a point. I'm not even joking, but I don't know that Nina's going to follow it, but I think that Sandra might have said it. <laughs> Nina tried earlier in the season to execute that Haley Alster mm-hmm. and Haley got saved yeah. by the mutiny. And then, you know, didn't ultimately listen when Haley tried to save her. And we talk about the Haley and Nina relationship. Let's not forget what Nina said when she cast her vote for Simon. I can't have you here anymore. That you are a, like a bad penny. I that every time I've tried to work with you, it has not worked. Go yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a concern as well. That the yeah, keeping keeping Simon as someone that people won't want to work with. My, my concern on that has been Liz because Sean said like Liz was going for Simon at eight. You know, she doesn't want to work with Simon. We've seen the fractures there socially. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, you look at Nina's voting track record here since we have merged, right? Votes wrong, votes wrong, votes wrong. The minute she is in bed with Georgia's side is on the right side of the vote. That must feel nice. That high of like, yeah, you're cursed. I can't trust you. You're leading me down the wrong path. Oh, this worked. You Goldilocks, we have found it. You are the one. Let's go with you because at least I'm getting something right here. And that high, you want to chase that high moving forward, I feel like. Yeah. Well, Haley did try her very best, to be fair. <laughs> like, <Hey>, she did <laughs> give her everything outside of just like being like, all right, let me just play it for you. Just give it. Give it <laughs> give me the <laughs> Haley's done a, a great job of playing a very, very subtle game. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, it's been impressive to watch. And, she, and her fortunes have been rising here in the post-merge game. And she has Simon in her pocket potentially right now. So I can't wait to see what she's going to do next. Let's talk about... The elephant in every Australian survivor room, uh, and that is none other than George, the king of Who's Bankstown. Who's setting the number here? Well, the mayor of Bankstown. Bank no, mayor I think they're actually, they is a mayor of Bankstown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not George. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Are you setting the number, Rob? I lo- no, I lost Puyo was supposed to set Puyo, the number, okay. but he's already won the game. This is just, just for fun. Just yeah. for fun. But it is fun. What's the highest number we've had so far, Shannon? Simon. So Simon is at 75 in terms of timing. Yeah, it's also Simon, 19 minutes and eight seconds. And then then drops. I mean, after that was Shawnee. Shawnee, 12 minutes and 32 seconds. Shawnee was on 58. And then Haley. 
So that, yeah. Um, I've By got way, 99 problems two, and two they're all confessionals. <laughs> I'm going 99. I'm going 99, 99. on. Yeah. 99. Give me 99. You know, I, yeah. I do wonder if perhaps the, the number of confessionals might not be as long, but, but the, the length. time because mm. George can monologue. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> I can't believe the audacity that they could think. And he'll, and he'll be like, just like going for like two minutes. Oh, uh, big time. Uh, so perhaps I'm going to just for fun, I'm going to say lower than 99, but I'm going to say that his minutes are double like the second place person. Well, Rob, you are wrong on both counts. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. I'm sorry for your release measure. Um, George is on 113 confessionals nice. and 31 minutes and 56 seconds. So not double, but it is over 12 minutes more than Simon. So you have to mm-hmm. combine Simon and Shawnee, the next two people, to get one George. It's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. You're going to get canceled by Twitter. You'll never see it. Why? So Twitter, Twitter doesn't want George to have more confessionals? Yes, Rob, you are so. I well, actually, in, in ways, what? envy you. But hey, guess what? Like, they, they, they that unlike Liz, sure, they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the counter T-shirt, mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I think people in general don't love a confessional chart where two two confessionals for David Zaharakis, 113 for George. David Zaharakis, 22 seconds. <laughs> George is, you know, 31 minutes and 56 seconds. He has an entire half hour episode dedicated to just his confessionals but we're trying to make an entertaining show and george love him or hate him and a lot of people love to hate him is a very entertaining figure and so he gets he gets a lot of confessionals yeah no i think it's been entertaining i think some people i mean they were upset about shawnee it could, I think it could always be a little bit more even, a little more respectful. You can always go once to the beta. Instead of 10 out of 10 times to the alpha over the beta, we do eight and two. You know, I, I don't think it needs to be like this fully equitable thing, mm-hmm. but I do think we could, you know, we can make it a little, we can make it more even. I do think that entertainment needs to be the first priority. And I think that as long as for me, I know the characters, as long as I'm getting the content, as long as I'm entertained, and as long as I'm not ruling out viable winner contenders, which has happened multiple times, and not having winner edits telegraphed mm-hmm. me and shoved down my throat, I can't complain that much. So, and I think that is true of this season. But it, it is interesting because you look at the confessional charts and they are like Jerry has 16, George has 113. That's the scope of the people that are still in the game. And that is quite a large gap, but I feel like I, I have a good sense of everyone for where they stand in the season. And can we say that George hasn't had that impact on the season, that it feels unearned? Because it's exactly where we're at with the cheesy charts. I'll say that as well. Look, this has been a wonderful season of television. Like, let's, can we, can we enjoy it? Like, uh, and look, and I complain all, well, you're all the really, time. really away from Twitter. Uh, can I complain? Uh, or, I mean, I guess that, and I get like sort of like, oh, I'm the guy that always complains about U.S. Survivor. And, you know, I, I, there are things that I don't like about it, but I feel like that when we have things that we do like, you know, we could talk about how much we like them. Yeah. I think that's a, that yeah. sound logic. I will say though, I did feel Ooh. like that. I, I wonder if, the, and I I don't want to be a hypocrite here because I have been like on the Australian Survivor podcast talking about how, hey, I, I don't mind it if you're going to give George 113 confessionals. And it, through two episodes of Survivor 44, not to do too many spoilers here, but I feel like that, I, I, that 
it does seem like that maybe the U.S. Survivor editors are going to maybe like uh, court, are going maybe course correct George themselves. Yeah. Instead of gorging yourself, they're going to george themselves. And that's when yeah. the confessional chart might lean in one particular direction. Where I do feel like that at the dawn of the new era, I think that they did seemingly like try to make a conscious attempt, at, and with the exception of Heather, of like, hey, we're going to try to give everybody, yeah, we we're going to try to yeah. give everybody something. And um, I, I do wonder if maybe if that here, by the time we get to start 44, if they're a little bit back to like, eh, we're just going to play the hits. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes you have a character that Only kind of demands hours. it. Yeah. 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 And I, I, well, I think that there's probably like a George like character on 44 that's demanding it. I'd love your, um, just your takes on the, the, the question of the week, which was the, you weren't on Twitter, but a lot of questions on if this was the right timing for George to take out Shawnee. Tony likes. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we do hear Shawnee say she's coming from at eight, um, but people were still um, not on board with that. So I just love each of your takes on if you thought the timing was good there. Did you have a strong thought on this? Um, yes, I think it was the wrong time. I really do. And ultimately, my whole time watching this show is that, yeah, George is playing phenomenal. Everyone and their grandmothers know he's playing phenomenal, which to me always makes me feel skeptical that he can nail the landing because someone's going to get you. At ultimately, someone's just gonna. So for me, I feel like looking at the two of them, like, what is the shiz? I'm not a part of that. One of you got to go. That's it. That end of discussion. You're done. I feel like if he gets to five with Spice Girls, aka the shiz and himself and Jerry and Matt, he has it. He has Jerry and Matt who are with him. Yeah. He can get rid of them then and he's still going to coast fine. Whereas here, I feel like you've kind of made the wheel wobbly enough that you could see some other stuff happen. And I can I can see that happening moving forward. And again, like I said before, we a crack is fun, but not that crack. Because I, if anyone was going to was gonna end up usurping, I wanted it to be Shawnee. So I'm upset about that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. I feel like that, how could you say it's too early? Where unless you are looking at through, you know, Shawnee super fan glasses uh, and then you say, you idiot, why could you do that? Oh, so you are on Twitter? Well, <laughs> no, I, how could you say it? like, and again, I, I listened to your podcast with Zach. We talked yeah. about how Shawnee said that, yeah, I was going to, I was going to get George uh, at the final eight. And so, okay, well, she's, she's going to be coming for him. I mean, Things were, this was a great, George moved forward in a, in a great spot. And really, I, I do think that had he been able to keep Sean in the game, I think that that would have been like game over for everybody where then it looked like that he had Sean as a chess piece also. Uh, and so I think there's a lot of intrigue about like, uh, you know, can George be stopped now where maybe there there wasn't. But I think it was the the right move, clearly, because that the the threats that are to George would only be exacerbated by having Shawnee still in the game. So that would have been yeah. another thing for him to be worried about, and that he she's gone, and Liz is not doing anything, and so for for George, it seems like a threat neutralized. Yeah, I think that getting to five with Matt and Jerry and the Spice Girls, like I don't like that would have been an incredible spot. I don't think that's by accident. I think that that was intentionally set up that way and how he's created those options. But I just think that he saw that it became unavailable to him. So he was now choosing between two 
much, much worse options. Like you want scary Shawnee in the game when you think she's not letting you get to five and we know she wasn't and that reads correct. George or do you was want... scary spice. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and, and, and well, that's it. I mean, yeah, I don't know what, I don't really know what happened with the dissolution of the Spice Girls in real life, but with it happening here, I, I put him on, I put him on what should have been a trickier path, but then he makes it work. And then it is interesting what you say about him keeping Sean and, and not happening here. There is something fun about George putting in all this work and then Haley just like slightly a step behind him, like just undoing the knots, like, you know, and with the work with Sean, he's not pulling in Sean. Sean comes back desperate, needing him. He's kept Sean in for that to take out Shawnee. Um, and then like Haley takes him out. Is that going to be true of Nina? Like the work he's done with Nina and Haley's erasing it behind him as he's like writing the words on the board. So that that's the the question mark for me, more just on the blind spot that he has with Haley is my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he didn't have a blind spot with Shawnee. And I think that's probably to his benefit as much as yeah. a lot of Twitter does disagree. And Shawnee is great. And, you know, she was a big character, especially in the pre-merge of the season. And, you know, hope that she gets to be the first four-time player. Yeah. It's interesting that you say you might go back and watch Brains versus Braun. I've been recommending that to a lot of people this week. And I think that it, it might even be a more enjoyable season, kind of knowing how it ends and really coming in knowing these characters, because you'll be looking for those characters and you're going to get a lot of them. And especially if you have a bit of like the, the not a trigger warning, but a little bit of like a content warning on the fact that you're going to need to mm-hmm. strap in for the ride a little bit of the time, <laughs> like stop might soften that landing. And I think people would really enjoy that. And I would highly recommend to anyone who hasn't seen Brains versus Braun, but is watching this Off-season season. Off-season like, book club, Shannon. That's, oh my God. We got, I thought I was getting a break, but um, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's, what, so we, we I love, I've loved this podcast slash production meeting that we've had, Rob. It's been a great yeah. time with the three of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I share with you a Twitter? I know that we talked about how I'm not on Twitter and I'd certainly have Ooh. been on Twitter uh, less in uh, the last few months uh, than I have been in some uh, years past. Uh, but, you know, longtime listener, the great David Healy yes, wrote a, so wrote a Twitter thread and yeah. uh, sent it to me to show some of the similarities he's found between the original, the OG Heroes versus Villains and uh, the Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains. And I'd love to share that with our listeners. Brilliant. Okay. So uh, David Healy uh, writes on March 6th, the more I watch Heroes vs. Villains for Survivor AU. I keep finding similarities with our version of Heroes vs. Villains on Survivor. This is a thread of all the comparisons I've seen from the two franchises' best seasons. Okay, Uh, number one. Both seasons start out with injuries in a challenge on the first episode. One man and one woman, both from the same tribe. Fortunately, three of the four were able to continue playing the game despite the injury. Okay, all right. That might be the weakest one. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's interesting. Like the, I, I said it at the time, like the challenge injuries. And I also think what I hadn't even thought of is, yeah, the fact that both will probably be considered the best of their franchise is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that, that is that part. Very true. Okay. But it, it, Puya, you're, it, it gets better. Okay. Well, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm strapped in, ready to go. Right. Okay. All right. Why am I just looking at this toe? video over and over scroll yeah, okay. down all right next both villains tribes have larger than life a personality man who quickly forms an alliance with two of the younger women despite their small alliance being initially outnumbered they gain traction in the tribe and find many idols okay okay all right uh it gets better please skeptical okay all right let's no, no. how about this 
The aforementioned big personality male has a hat in the game, but both hats are burned by their nemesis. One very early in the game, one very late in the game. Let him cook, Rob. Let him cook. <laughs> We're on to something. Okay. Uh, then when it's time for the scrappy villain alliance of three to recruit a fourth member, they bring in Jerry. <laughs> That's good, right? That is very good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And But there's something there as well, because I think that Jerry ended up showing like an elevated loyalty to Russell of the three at, at times, definitely like in the Danielle boot. And we've seen Jerry be so loyal to George as well. So damn, something's going on. Something's going on with the Survivor Gods with this. Something weird is happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, shortly before it's time for the tribes to merge, the hero's tribe decides to pass along an immunity idol to someone on the villain's tribe after an immunity challenge. Okay. Happened on both the shows. <laughs> then uh, we also have uh, regarding that uh, at the merge, a pivotal conversation takes place where one of the hero women tries lying to a villain woman, but the villain can read their face and knows that they're being lied to. Of course, uh, we remember with Parvati and Amanda. Wait, a villain? Which one are they referring? There's been so much information passed. Because I would think that that was more like um, David and Liz mm-hmm. um, in terms of telling her like where to play the idol. But they're talking about one of, so where one of the hero women. Oh, they're talking about Flick. Sorry. There's, okay. They needed more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I needed the explanation too, Shannon. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, okay. Not only do both versions have a twine, but both twines end up finding their first idol in the game. And yes, the idol ends up in both of their bras. Okay. <laughs> it's a family tradition passed down. Uh, then a previous winner reaches out to the heroes with some intel that might save their games. Unfortunately, the heroes don't trust her. In both instances, the biggest skeptic is the one that goes home. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Here's yeah. uh, Rupert. And of course, uh, that happened to Sam uh, this past week. Uh, a few votes into the merge. Uh, the, the big personality male realizes that the two women in his core lines are closer with each other. In both versions, he decides to prematurely break up the alliance, sending one of the women home. We have seen this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, uh, the, you know, there is, uh, you know, people are adding uh, their own. Yeah, there was one that you had that he, that wasn't included. The Geordie Tyson comparison, the yes. Joker going home by his own hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There something there. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- that I, I think it's going to be interesting. And I'm sure that we'll discover more. Thank you, David Healy. Yeah. They, they manifested something when they put a twine in Samoa for your heroes versus villain season because no one is doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Here's the th- Australia. Australia. Is this thing on? Uh, second chance next, please, Australia. Sounds like you're cooking up there. Do second chance next, please. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something really fun. Who do I want the Jeremy treatment to happen to? Mm-hmm. Nick will have to come back as a Steven. He's already had two chances. We'll have to do a third chance. There's not enough ah. players who haven't already had a second chance. The returnees come back like anything here. Like <laughs> it's been a lot of opportunity. But yeah, it's been fun. I think this was this was a great time talking it through. Yeah, fun way guys. to get into all this. Yeah. 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 Okay. A- anything else that we want to cover on the week in Australian Survivor? 
Um, Rob, how how'd you like that KFC, Rob? Were you into it? <laughs> um, it looked very good. You know, I'm not it a big did. KFC guy, but I loved seeing George get his reward. And that was uh, very fun to see <laughs> it uh, take place. And I'm happy that George got to eat his chicken. How about yeah. this? When we get together, okay, in a, a week from now, all right, are... Is there any possibility? Like, what? What's the possibility that George and Haley are still active players in the show after this next week of Australian Star? Only two episodes. Mm. Well, it's the final seven, and there's often him not only with the final. I was going to say it's pretty good, <laughs> pretty good yeah. um, for that. But yeah, I mean, I see it as, as them coming for each other now. I don't see how they don't. How can Haley not? There's so much information that will come back on her. Like, she really needs to just like get but out George of here. George doesn't cannon. know. Hmm. We have yes. that to hold on to right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she told Matt about the 60K and mm-hmm. it's just a lot of, inf- like, there's a lot of information. I feel well, like he did plant out. that seed of like, well, yeah. if anyone comes back yeah. to me with that, I know Haley did it. And that's like the ticking time bomb here. Ultimately, yeah. you know, George didn't have such a great week. I mean, he said he basically of the three episodes this week that there was really, he should have gone home on uh, the first episode of the week. Uh, that if it was not for the blunders of the original <laughs> heroes, like all misplaying their idols, George should have gone home at that tribal council. He got the one, he got maybe his last hurrah with the Shawnee vote. What a and big hurrah. Big That's hurrah. a huge, big huge hurrah. Blind. That's like an old time blindside. One of the best players by Haley at the, at the third episode of the week. So of the three episodes this week, he had one huge swing, but then two tribal councils uh, that w- he was not completely the, you know, great master uh, manipulator and puppet master who knows what everybody is doing. And also he doesn't, he also th- is under the impression of that everything went according to plan, all three tribal councils. Like th- there is a- Well, just Nina. Is he, yeah. Right. But he he doesn't know what happened. He doesn't know that yeah. Haley uh, was plotting against him. And so there is like a information deficit that he is in right now that he doesn't know. And that is dangerous. Yeah. And that information deficit is largely Haley. I I think the listing is an issue, but when you're talking about that, the first tribal council, he almost goes home. The third tribal council, he doesn't get his way. Why? One word, Haley. And that's why I struggled with the cheesy points to be like, should Haley be getting three here for outplaying George on the read for asserting her agency and her will above him two out of three times? And the reason I went with George for three was I just thought, you know, the Shawnee blind side, we talk about Ozzy, you know, Sophie, like some of the all time, Blind sides with an idol that we've seen and to do it on some of the best players on someone like yeah, Sophie, Shawnee, those were similar votes to me. I just felt like that was like, that's high enough for me that that is like, that's incredible. But I do think there is that hole and more than he's had to this point for sure. It's so interesting because I think that George is just so far out in front and he does have like a couple of like rock solid numbers locked in with Jerry and Matt. But I feel like that, Haley does have like this trajectory that she is on and she's rising at the right time. 
And it just is a matter of are there still numbers in the game for her to be able to do what she needs to do? Because she's the person that has the most information and she's the person who like knows where all the bodies are buried. And so if she's able to do something with that and I don't know, maybe there's an advantage that comes into play and then she can do something with it. I, I just think that that she has a really unique opportunity that I don't see anybody else in the game having to mm -hmm. unseat the king. Yeah. I think with George, like it, it will that all catch up with him. I mean, I still think there was other good stuff here. It's not just the Shawnee boot. Like he reads, am I going to come back to like a disparate group? If Shawnee goes, he's right. Yes. He maintains it. The read of Simon to begin with, oh. not, not that it wasn't obvious, but like yeah, that, no, that, that, was I thought that was good. That was incredible. Yeah. I loved how he put the test out so casually. And then when, Simon's, oh, I'd like to be on the Nina vote. He's like unflinching, but it's just like, gotcha. Um, that, I think that that was really fun. So I think so there was a good. lot of good stuff. I think there was a lot of good stuff. It's just, it's just the Haley issue. And Haley is, you know, one of the best players of all time. So I, that's what, and that's why you'll love Brains versus Braun. Like watch these two forces of the game for, yeah. So anyway, I'm excited okay. about our book club. <laughs> all right. Shannon, I know you have the US Survivor Global coming up. Who are you talking to this week? Uh, Lisa Stanger, the oh. great Survivor winner from Survivor yes. New Zealand. Really excited to talk about it with her because she's obviously such a super fan. One, one, once upon a time, one Survivor in a wrap t-shirt. We don't talk about it enough that that happened. We don't it's talk incredible. about it enough. Okay. It was amazing. So yeah, very excited about that. And yes, follow me at Shannon Gates, unless you're muting me, blocking me, whatever. Rob doesn't even see my tweets. They're not even an issue to him, even mm -hmm. though I'm co constantly tweeting about the show. But yeah, I'm putting out all that content. Talking tribal, recaps, check-ins. <laughs> Exits, Survivor Global. I think that's it. Did I complain enough about U.S. Survivor on this podcast, Shannon? Or no, will, we will, did a different will format. You, we'll, will you cover yeah. it for me on the Survivor Global feed this weekend? Oh, I'm sorry. I came in hot on the premiere, but I, I, I quite like, quite like this episode. It's, just, it's hard at the moment against Australian Survivor. It's making everything look bad because it's so good. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm, we're trying to complain less, Rob. Play more games. Complain less. Mm -hmm. I like to think of it as uh, I'm at a buffet and there's two plates of different types of meat and I like meat. So I'll just eat both meats. Um, well, maybe <laughs> I prefer one over the other, but I still take it's both. One KFC. <laughs> yes it's like it's and like having US. A, yeah it's like having a buffet one's Popeyes one's KFC I'm like it's both chicken I'm gonna have it so mm -hmm. <laughs> well that analogy doesn't really track for me personally but I'll uh, cheeses two different types of cheese I can I can understand the, we like, can do that yeah why I use burrata but I still think you're getting like a really good I don't know like a ricotta mm. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> all cheese is great yeah. survivors like cheese that's what that's the that's the saying everyone says right I think so <laughs> okay. Puya, what's coming up for you? Um, I've had a busy week here myself. Um, it's been fun though. You can find me if you're looking for me on a podcast. I just covered 90 Day Fiance, latest episode with Brian Scally. It's been a very fun season. Speaking of fun seasons, Mass Singer has also been firing off on all cylinders. It's been a good season. Liana and I before this podcast talked about the latest episode, and uh a New Haven notable was unmasked this a week, Rob. So you can find out who that New is Haven if you check Notable. out the podcast. Oh my god! 
Yeah, Liana goes through the whole history, and I don't think it's the first time she's done it on the podcast either. I have to call her out on it. And then um, I've got Bel Air. If you're interested in watching Bel Air or you have been watching, you can check out the coverage over on Post Show Recaps where Chappelle and I talk about Bel Air every week. We're having a good time there. Uh, Chappelle, of course, my number one fan he is. Uh, so I, I love talking to him. He's great. You know, mm-hmm. I do my I do my work. I do my part. Charity's great. And then uh, also at the end of it all, if you are watching Big Brother Canada, and you're curious who these players are, your guess is as good as mine, but we did draft them, and we did that this week. We had a fun time with us. You can check out the draft, see who I got, see who Rob got, Taryn, uh, Melissa, Amon. Amon, who was able to do his draft, AFK. It's, you know, not many people are magicians. That Amon, he's built different. So you can find those all there. If you're looking for me off podcast, you can find me on Twitter at Puyas, and you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya, where I am putting out a lot of content there. Come through, say hi. I would appreciate it. And thank you, too, for having me. This means a lot to be able to be uh, in a position to talk about Australian survivors. I'm very grateful. Yeah, this was a really fun fun podcast tonight. So I'm really glad we got to do it. So we will be back. I will have another check-in with Shannon coming up after our two-episode week of Australian Survivor. So be sure to check out all of our U.S. Survivor coverage as well. I had a great interview with Mike Turner today, not to mention our exit interview with the latest person voted out of the game so check that all out at robisawebsite.com and subscribe to our podcast feeds at robisawebsite.com slash subscribe thank you so much for listening take care everybody have a good one bye pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.